You're listening to Weekly Wiggins, a creative writing featurette. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another Weekly Wiggins. Uh, so I just came up with a subject because that's how my life is. It's fucking, what do I need right now? Okay, I make a decision. <laughs> I think this week I'm going to talk about brand loyalty. Not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. You know, people people like things for different reasons. Um, you know, we talk about Harleys a lot on the show because I did read for Harley when they were doing some hooligan stuff. Um, and I, I love my Harleys. They're I, I like them. They're awesome. But I also talk on the show how they're probably not the most amazing motorcycle ever. So brand loyalty. What brand are you loyal to? Why? Like, is there a reason? Um... You know, I think like seeing Sing Time <clears throat> on the Jigsaw, uh, you know, I always think of uh, drag racing just for some reason relates with Suzuki's. And I wonder if that's why. By the way, this was not, I didn't like interview him on this subject, so I'm kind of making up as I go along. But you see a lot of Suzuki's in the drag strip, including the pro level. You know, the pro stock class is either a Harley that's not a Harley and you can't buy, whether that's from. SNS or from Vance and Hines, or it's a Suzuki that you is not a Suzuki, but you can buy it. Um, also from Vance and Hines. So I think maybe that's part of it. <clears throat> you know, I think there was a lot of times, you know, for my generation, the, the Busa was the fastest production bike made for a long ass time. Um, not quickest, fastest. And, you know, it was a lot lower and longer than the 1,000cc lineup for Mini 1, and it wasn't that much quicker in a quarter. But, so I wonder if that's part of it for drag racing. You know, you see Suzuki's at the track all the time, and they're they're a little more affordable than everything else, but tend to make more power than everything else. So maybe that's it. When you turn left and right, those things change a little bit. I think a lot of that has to do with the rider's of the era and again back to like my era I'm about to turn 37 like Ben Spees and Matt Maladin did a lot of winning on Suzuki's in AMA at the time um, but I I was always a Honda fan so when I was a kid I remember my dad saying I ride Hondas for a reason and you're gonna have Hondas for the same reason uh, he believed, and I've had very few people disagree with me, that they were just superior product. They were just made a little bit better, had a little bit better quality, and and would outlast everything just a little bit longer type thing. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's a very general statement, by the way. Of course, everything's had their issues. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I can say for a fact that uh, one of those issues, like Yamaha, had transmission problems in the 70s and 80s and when that new stingray r1 came out which by the way is fucking rad um had transmission problems the first year and yamaha ended up doing some recalls and stuff or i don't know what they did recalls they did something and they took care of it but still transmission problems suzuki you know in the 70s had rod bearing problems and a friend of mine had an 03 which at the time was the new gen and uh, had had some uh, main bearing go out. So not rod bearing, main bearing, I think. But either one, they're right next to each other. Um, so yeah, why are you loyal? I mean, to me, with Hondas, it was growing up around Hondas. 
you know, if you liked two strokes back in the day, um, Hondas weren't going to do you much good. They just, uh, they didn't have much for you. Uh, as far as two stroke street bikes, I should say, you know, if you were into dirt bikes, maybe things were different. Although, you know, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Carmichael rode a Honda quite a bit. McGrath rode a Honda for when he won a lot. I know he went to Suzuki, I believe after, um, and then went back to Honda. I believe he's a Honda, some kind of lifetime thing now. Um, Miguel Duhamel on AMA Road Racing, the winningest rider, maybe still of all time, rode Hondas, at least at the end of his career that I remember. Um, you know, Nicky Hayden, Colin Edwards, um, Valentino Rossi. I mean, when he switched from Hondas, it was a big, big, big deal. And I think he even said it was too easy to win on the Hondas. You know, now, you know, for different reasons, other bikes are doing really well, you know. Uh, Marquez does amazing on a Honda. Um, Rossi does well on Yamahas, you know. Some say that that's because he went there and developed the bike a lot, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, Harley is one of those brands that has such a deep, faithful brand loyalty. Um, and it's kind of cool, but, you know, it's also kind of... Uh, it's a hard one, you know? I mean, they don't really have a ton of competition until lately in their category. Um, especially when you had the people that wanted a made in USA motorcycle. Um, you know, I mean, victory for a little bit and they took their fair share. And was it a superior motorcycle overall? Probably, um, but it just wasn't a Harley and people are brand loyal. So, you know, just like some food for thought. I see a lot of people, mini bikes, you know, like the KLX 110 um, or the, you know, CRF 100s. And I think a lot for like that crowd is again, like what bikes are available. And with the adults on mini bike things, it's weird because you have like the big wheeled bikes and the little wheel bikes and people have their preference. And then you have the sizes. I think one of the reasons the KLR is popular is because it is a 110. If I'm not mistaken, the Honda is only a 100. Um, for the kind of mini bike size. I think when they go to their 120 or whatever, it's a bigger bike. So, you know, um, I don't know. So I just thought about that and why, why are you, why do you ride the brand you ride? You know, I think a lot of people, um, that do adventure riding are pretty loyal to BMW or maybe KTM or Triumph because for the longest time, and this might not be because of this, but you know, part of the reason I would say is for the longest time, no one else really made adventure bikes. You know, if you've had Beamers for so long, the first dealership you're going to go into is a BMW dealership. You know, um, I think Honda did really good with an Africa Twin, but I feel like a lot of people that went and bought it were people that had Honda dirt bikes and then went out and wanted a big adventure bike. I don't think they were getting a lot of people to convert from, you know, from the from BMW and from Triumph, they, I don't, I didn't really see that happening. It seemed more of the, the people that rode Hondas were going to Hondas and I'm sure people did convert because I mean, again, a very generalization, but a lot of people that are out riding Beamers and KTMs and doing adventure riding, they go buy a new bike every few years because they've got the money to do so. I mean, what's a new GS 1200, 20 some grand, you know, and 
they're pretty high-tech motorcycles and they get ridden pretty hard so you know you want to update your technology and you got an old beat-up bike that you put some miles on and laid down a few times and why not so you know brand loyalty what can brands do to build that loyalty too you know is it is it the old win on Sunday sell on Monday thing is it hiring the good riders and having the good race bikes I think that's definitely part of it you know I mean it's kind of unfortunate for where Harley and Vance and Hines flat track team is right now. They're just not able to keep up with the Indians. And I feel like they've, and this is speculating for sure, but um, I feel like V&H and, and Harley have thrown a lot of money at AFT to do this production series. And, you know, a lot of people are, oh, it's a good series. And it is. <clears throat> but the idea, or what they tell you the idea is you can go in and buy a bike. Or you could have, you know, you can take your old Cowie that was relevant five years ago and isn't anymore, and you can take it. Um, I feel like the, and honestly, the Harley's, what, 35? It really isn't bad. Um, from the photos I've seen, the ones that uh, they were riding last year weren't really legal, but, you know, what do I know about stockheads and them not being stockheads? So... But yeah, so what does build that brand loyalty? Is it country manufacturer? It's definitely part of it. It's definitely one that's had Harley for so long. You know, I think with Indian, they're pulling on this old rivalry, even though, again, it's a victory with a sticker on it, but they're pulling on this old rivalry from 80 years ago. You know, and it's working. Why not pull on it, you know? But it, it doesn't make sense. Um it being a totally different company but overall is it a better motorcycle probably and is it a more affordable motorcycle probably so you know it's it's things to look at um why do you go to that dealership first and this goes for everything it goes for gear goes you know i mean honestly if you're a motorcycle rider it probably goes down to the gas station you like to fill up at you know, it's, I, to me anyway, it's always been a thing that Chevron has better gas. Is it the same as everyone else? It very well could be. But I've been told by enough different people that Chevron has better gas and it's cleaner and it's better for your bike. So I don't always fill up a Chevron, but I try to. Another thing nice with some Chevrons, not all of them, is a lot of them have three nozzles. Because if you have a three gallon motorcycle tank and some of you have a little more some have a little less but if you have one nozzle there's a good chance whoever filled up last filled up on regular how much fuel is in the line and through the pump of regular before you get to premium on your bike i don't know so brand loyalty there brand loyalty for tires um <clears throat> i had one bad incident with a dunlop that had nothing to do with the brand. It had to do with it being a new tire. Um, and I've had good luck with Bridgestones. So I always, I tend to go by Bridgestones, even going to the track of my RC51, even though 99% of the people there run Dunlops. I like to run my Bridgestones. It is what it is. I, I don't, there's not, you know, it's just a, it's kind of a brand loyalty thing. It's what are you comfortable with? You know, what are you used to? So could be you know like i said your gear helmets jackets boots you know who makes um who makes gear for the riding you do 
if you're a stunt rider, there's a good chance you have a piece of Icon gear at home because they kind of hit the market when stunt riding was taken off and that was kind of their focus. Not kind of, it was their focus. You know, they've now, I mean, they're one of the first brands, this is something for the women out there too, they are probably the first brand, not probably, I'm 99% sure, they're the first brand to actually put money and effort into women's riding gear. And, you know, maybe, I think we've had the debate a little on the show, you know, maybe they, um, it's too pink and purple for you. They have women's riding gear that is not pink and purple, you know? Um, and there's something to be said for that. You know, there's other brands that might be known as more of a high-end brand. Um, and I'll, I'll admit it. I mean, with Icon, you kind of got to see what you're getting into. Some of their stuff is really nice and some of it is not as nice. Um, you got to look at the price point you're spending at, you know, if, if in a, you're buying a seven or $800 Arai and a $400 Icon, the Arai better be fucking better. You know, um, it passes all the same safety ratings. I trust my Icons. I honestly do. Um, I don't like to put my head in something I don't trust, especially with all the fucking morons racing hooligan, myself included. Um, you know, it's, it is what it is. I, I mean, that's definitely part of what you got to look at. So, and you know, if you're a person that's, you tried and and a lot of it for that might be the shape of your head. If you try an icon and it's comfortable, you're going to keep buying icon. If you try it in a rye and it's comfortable or a swomi and it's comfortable or a showy and it's comfortable, you're going to tend to go back to that and be brand loyal. When it's time for a new helmet, that's the first brand you're going to go look at. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, what can, um, what can marketing companies do to, to help make you brand loyal? What can the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast do to help make you brand loyal to us? to listen to our show every week, to tell your friends about our show, to spread spread the word of these idiots that talk about motorcycles and don't really know what they're talking about every week. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, so, and it's not, like I said, I didn't want to talk about it being real good or being real bad. I just wanted to talk about the idea of brand loyalty and whether you realize it or not, you're probably brand loyal. You might not, you know, have to go get the latest pair of Nikes, wear logo t-shirts all the time. But I promise on something, you're probably brand loyal. So, and it's, again, not good, not bad. It, it, you know, for a lot of companies, it's a good thing. You know, a lot of companies, it's hard because they're a new brand or a small brand and they're trying to get those loyal customers. They're trying to just get customers away from their competitor because Especially with an item like a motorcycle, you're not going to have 20 of them, especially that you bought new that are in good shape. So, you know, they basically need to steal you away from someone. You know, part of Indian's tactic with their latest whatever bagger they just did that I just talked about a couple weeks ago, they basically ripped off a Harley and said, here's all the design cues that you like. Come ride our bike. We have more power. It costs less money. We do more black. Um, it's probably got a better warranty. It probably has longer maintenance intervals, probably shakes less, probably fucking handles better. Um, are they going to steal a lot of people away? Probably not. Are they going to get, are they going to sell a lot of those bikes? They're going to sell their fair share. 
you know. Um, but are they going to really rob Harley riders away? Probably not. There's a few. There will be a few. You know, one of the things that's been so prevalent for so long with Harley brand loyalty is the Harley owners group. You know, they set this thing up to make it a club, a community, a family. Um, you know, I talked about a couple of weeks ago that about that too, about your community, the motorcycle community. So they set this thing up to help build that community. And you find these riding friends that you go ride with and you plan trips with and you go on vacation with and you, you ride motorcycles with. And the thing that they have in common that's in the name of the club is that they ride Harley-Davidson's. Now, do they let other people ride? Yeah, they do. I've ridden a Goldwing on some hog rides. But, you know, if you're a card-carrying club member, you're probably going to want to ride a Harley. Um, or you're not going to sell your old Harley if you go buy a new Indian. So, you know, it's, it's that's one of those things that they did early on to build brand loyalty. Um, there was a lot of years where they won a lot of races and maybe the rules then were pushed in their favor too. You know, it, it is what it is. Um, but nevertheless, they won a lot of races. There wasn't a lot of competition for them. And that went on Sunday, sell on Monday. Um, you know, it's, it's just an interesting thing that people do. You know, I bought a new Subaru. I actually got a discount because my wife has a Subaru because we bought it new. It was only like 500 bucks, you know, when you're financing almost 40,000. But still, it was nice because Subaru owners tend to be brand loyal. Really what I think a lot of Subaru owners want, they want a fucking station wagon and no one else really makes a station wagon. And honestly, this thing's not a station wagon either. It's a goddamn SUV. Fucking huge. But they're more off-road capable than anything else in their class, but they also handle more like a car than anything in their class. And people can tend to go back to them. Um, you know, if you had a Ford truck and you grew up on Ford trucks, there's a real good chance if you go to buy a truck, you're going to go buy a Ford truck. You might not. You might shop around. You know, if you want something smaller for the last few years, you were out of luck at a Ford truck. If you want something small now, you're out of luck for fucking everyone. Uh, I don't even know if Dodge makes a Dakota. It was always bigger. That Chevy Colorado is not small. The new Ranger is fucking huge. The Honda is gross and huge. The baby Toyota is fucking huge. So, you know, it is what it is. But brand loyalty, it's something that uh, we do every day. And I I feel like in motorcycles, um, you know, we probably do it more. If you buy a Ducati, you go buy that day and easy Ducati jacket, that AGV helmet that says Ducati. It's got the Italian colors on it. Um, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. So brand loyalty. What brand are you loyal to and why? Think about why. I kind of explain why I'm pretty loyal to Honda. And, I, you know, I've had good luck. But it, there's just something about growing up being told that you like Hondas. <laughs> you know, I like a lot of motorcycles. But, you know, when I go shop for a new sport bike or a new Japanese whatever style bike, it's usually a Honda. Um, That being said, I've only bought two new motorcycles in my life, only three new vehicles total, a Harley-Davidson, a Yamaha, and the Subaru um, for myself. Bought my wife a new Forester too. But 
that brand loyalty. And honestly, the thing with the Yamaha was Honda just didn't have shit that compared. Like, what they did have was heavier, probably made the same fucking power, and cost like five grand more. Because I bought an FZ09. And that thing was mean and cheap as hell. Like, 8500 or nine grand out the door total. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Something to ponder. Brand loyalty. What do you like? Why do you like it? Are you going to buy another brand? Another one of that brand, I should say. Um, you know, it is what it is. So, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Ooh, it was a little longer than usual. Um, I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast also. Uh, don't forget to comment, like, share, do all that stuff. Subscribe, even. I don't know if you can just do this show, but to the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast. And... Please, please email me your subject matter to askwigs at gmail.com. Oh, and I believe I was also corrected about a pushrod four-valve motor. The Honda CX500 was a pushrod four-valve motor. I believe it was a CX500. Um, So not a lot of bikes, but it is there. Like I said, uh, on that episode, or talking about that, I'm pretty sure the Corvette is still a pushrod. I mean, I know it's a pushrod. Pretty sure it's still a two-valve motor. Even the new LSX, whatever, 600 and some horsepower. It's kind of crazy that they're still doing that, but it is what it is. Corvette's pretty fucking badass. How badass would it be with a dual overhead cam four-valve motor in it? We may never know. Thanks for listening. Please send your questions, comments, subject matter to askwigs at gmail.com and uh, it might be next week's show. Thank you very much.